the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Steps in the city, steps in the city, they're BFFs talking gritty. Steps in the city. Well, it's Saturday night and I ain't got no honey. I and got some money 20, and I just got 21. paid. We're a brand new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Sorry we blew you bitches off last week. Yeah, I mean, we did a show like Christmas and whenever else. So we needed a break. We we needed a break. When you were like, can we skip? I'm like, uh-huh. Yep, sure. <laughs> yep. I'm good with that. Back to the bears. <laughs> uh, I think like going back to work was just also like the Sunday scaries were setting in. And I'm like, I can't. I can't the think Sunday, about other things. Yeah. The Sunday scaries are real. Like, oh, the, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a reality. And I mean, I was working while we were closed, but it's not the same as like. <laughs> and I was supposed to have my because I had my eight year anniversary at my um, office on Thursday. Well, congratulations. Thank Happy anniversary. And I still had five days PTO that I needed to use, although three could roll over. So I had two days that I didn't want to lose, especially because I've been like working at night, too. But I ended up having I knew I just knew I was going to have to work Monday and Tuesday. So I think well, that was like yeah. on my in my head and. Yeah. And then, you know, the week to come was just a rough one altogether. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I was sitting thinking to myself, I'm like, we are both kind of like psychic bitches and we kind of knew we were going to need a little break to handle this. I think so. Yeah. And that was funny, too. Yesterday, someone tweeted like, um, we're only like the first week into 2021. I was like, it's really only been one week. It was there's the longest the, week ever. It was. And there's that meme going around of Pablo Escobar, like sitting on the squ- swing. And it's like, I'm five days in and I already want my money back or something like that. Like, it yeah, was I kind saw of funny. someone said, like, I want to cancel my subscription. Yes. Seven days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we made it to Saturday. We're actually, after all our long week, we're so- Saturday night, 7 p.m. recording. So, hey, yeah. I mean, why not? I was just sitting on the couch eating Cheez Its. I bought another family size box uh, <laughs> yesterday and um, watching the final season of Sopranos, which, believe it or not, I don't think I'd ever seen the final season. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to think because I need to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the last episode maybe ruined the final season because I don't feel like I'm like, oh, the final season's so good because um, I didn't like the last episode. Well, I'm a, I'm like when I came upstairs here to record, the, I left off where he's like he's in the hospital because Uncle Junior shot him because mm-hmm. he's a crazy old man. <laughs> and so he's like in the coma. And then, of course, <laughs> Polly's in there yakety yakking, yakety yakking. And then Tony ends up having a heart attack because he can hear Polly yapping at him. That's what I try to tell people. I'm like, Sopranos is like really a comedy. Like it, it, the bare bones. Like it is so funny. Oh, it is truly a comedy. I can't tell you how many times I'm laughing. Like the it was just I don't even know. And 
a, an episode I watched today, like I think Tony maybe is in the hospital and like everybody's over at the Soprano house. And I don't even remember which guy it is, but he's on the couch with a plate of food and he like lifts a cheek and just lets a fart rip. And I'm like, what the fuck these guys, you know, and, yeah, and I'll rewatch that next. Cause I finished my parenthood and now I'm watching happy endings, which I'm still mad that they canceled that show, especially now oh. I'm rewatching it. I'm like this was just such a tragedy, but yeah, you yeah, had to watch Sopranos. Sopranos yeah, it cracked me up because then I'm like over there doing laundry. I'm like, yeah, I'm over here working, and these fucking stunads—they're not doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, Joey and Davey are loving it. Oh, they—they they, they laugh, you know. They—I they, mean, they love watching that show, but they laugh because you know we've got family members that are that kind of act and talk like that. So it cracks us up when we're watching it. But yeah, I don't, you should, I, so yeah, I, I'm not a fan already of this last season. If it's going to be like all Tony's coma dreams. I'm yeah. Yeah. When you were saying it, I was trying to remember the last season, but I always just go to the last episode and how many seasons are there? Five. Uh, uh, no. Well, I think what I'm on right now is what they call 6A. So I don't know uh, what that means. Okay. I don't remember now. Yeah. So we're on <laughs> 6A. Uh, but I guess we, we have lots of news to cover this week stuff. <laughs> I'm sure most of the news news people know and may be tired of, but there's, we, we tried to find some, some light. We did. And we've had, uh, I've had some people bring in stuff to our attention. So let's, uh, let's hit the what's popping. I don't dance now. I make money moves. It's what's popping. <laughs> it's what's, what's popping. Poppin'? I mean, I guess we can recap really fast. We had a bunch of crazies that stormed the Capitol building and uh, caused trouble. Four people unfortunately died. And yes, there is a story running around out there that one guy tased his own nuts and gave himself a heart attack while he was trying to steal a portrait of Tip O'Neill. That was not a true story. Oh, it wasn't? No. I mean, he died of a heart attack, but they didn't release that it was due to a taser to the nuts and stealing a picture of Tip O'Neill. Well, did the so. lady that got trampled have the flag that said, don't tread on me? Was that real? Uh, I didn't really bother to look that up. I mean, oh. I was surprised that so many people did die. I mean, on the, that day, it was the one lady that died. She was like an army veteran and, you know, twe mm -hmm. tweeted or whatever that, you know, they were whatever storm in the castle or whatever the fuck she said <sighs> i mean here's the thing the, the capitol building is the capitol building and if you're an american you realize that it's probably one of the most important edifices in america mm -hmm. and if you're an american and you want to go over there and be a terrorist basically and take down you know, one of our national treasures, then all that does is undermine American security. So yeah. now the Russians are like, fuck yeah, okay, it looks like we can storm that too. You, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like, uh, you know, that would be like, I'm mad I at my boss. I would though feel worse about it if it seemed like they were met with a ton of resistance and they got through, but it didn't seem like they were that 
Now, and that's what shocked me because they said something like that there were a thousand Capitol police officers there. A thousand officers should have done more than what they did. And and I hate to say it because people are turning it into a racial thing. But the truth of the matter is, if it was black or brown people doing that, they wouldn't have hesitated to use, you know, the the most force that they could use. I just, yeah, coming out of this past year and all we're seeing is like just crazy fucking shit for the last like 10 months. Right. Um. So it's all ingrained in our heads. This is what we've been seeing. We've been seeing people protesting and getting tear gas, getting rubber bullets, getting, you know. So right. the fact that when we're seeing this, we're not seeing that response. That's where it's like, well, what is the difference here? So like to say it's, oh, of course, it's going to be made about race. Well, of course it is, because what's the difference between those two people? And even more so, these people are going into a government building where there's senators and like there's actually people in this building. It's not just some empty government building. Right. And then they were met with that resistance that people who were peacefully protesting were met with. Like, I just, you have to like clock the difference there in the people that are getting the treatment. I don't know. No, I agree with you. And to, to kind of expound on that a little bit. Okay. So when all of the black lives matter protests were happening, we would get alerts on our phone. Like, you know, I live close to Kenosha. So I was getting alerts like, you know, please don't travel near Kenosha. You know, you know, we know that there's something going to be going down, like stay clear. Like we all got these alerts. They blocked off portions of cities because they knew that there were going to be peaceful protests going on. But but they were also getting wind that it might not be so peaceful, you know, after the sun went down, whatever right. it was. Right. Because right. it was like, don't cross these barriers after seven o'clock. So I went was going through our notes for the show that we were supposed to do last weekend. and. So one of my what's popping issues was that Ted Cruz, they were already talking about a civil war. And mm-hmm. this was two weeks ago on that parlay. But people call it parlor because, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they were talking about how there were 11 Republican senators and that they were going to oppose the Electoral College certification of Joe Biden. And um, that the users were already saying, like, who wants to make a civil war again? We will finish a civil war in a week. Democrats are all pussies without their weapons. And so, like, they, you know, they were talking about this two weeks ago. So you think yeah, I mean, that we had T-shirts on that said the date. and Right. Know. So you you would think that. Um, you know, the authorities would have said, all right, yeah, like, let's be prepared. Let's call in more security or, you know, let's don't, you know, let's block it off and don't let anybody near the Capitol. And they didn't do that. So somewhere there was a breakdown in communications and a breakdown in um, security. That's where I don't think it was a lack of preparation or like, a breakdown it was a um i think there planned was a, there was some assistance there there wasn't like people weren't doing their jobs i'll just say that yeah no and i'll i'll go with that too because how could there be a thousand cops there and that still happened like how how could that have how could that have been 
you know i've seen videos of people waving them in to the gates so Right. And it was funny, though, as you see, I, like I watched the whole thing because I'm like, oh, I was bored. I'm like, oh, let me just listen to this whole, you know, confirmation of the electoral vote, blah, blah, blah. And then I took my earbud out for a second and then put it back in and I hear, you know, um, explosion, blood. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? They were just like going to count and debate and whatever. Like, what what just happened? But then as you watch it, they were these motherfuckers stormed the Capitol, but they stayed within the velvet ropes there. Like, give me a break. Well, I was woke up very happy about Georgia. Like Georgia's results yes. were like good to hear. And then, you know, I know I every week I'm busy with work, but I was. And then one of my coworkers like G chat me, like, do you see what's happening right now at the Capitol? I'm like, no. So like I was like, I don't know if I want to put on CNN while I'm working. I'm gonna get distracted. Right. But then I did, and every call I was on there after everyone had it on and they were distracted. But it was just like <laughs> someone tweeted about like we're we're really being forced to like work during a pandemic while our <laughs> our democracy is being torn apart. Like that's su- such a capitalist society because it wasn't like yeah everyone like we had to get shit done still. So right. working through it was just what I had to do. And it was hard to not watch it then because it was just like, what the fuck is happening? Well, I think the interesting part for me at work, considering, you know, my boss is a pretty political dude, like they were just so busy doing their thing. And I came out briefly out of my lab and just said, like, holy shit, there's shit going down at the Capitol. Like, this is crazy. But because everybody was so busy working, nobody had time to look at their phones or, you know, we don't have TVs in our and yeah, I know. I wonder if she didn't say that. If I mean, I guess I would have found out from someone when I got on a call or something. But right, I right. had no idea until she said that. Right. Well, and I, like I said, I told a few of my coworkers. And then at the end of the day, I think I might have mentioned something to my boss as he walked by. I'm like, hey, dude, like, are you going to check the news? Because it's going down at the Capitol building right now. And so then I, he closed his door. So I think he probably checked it out. But when I left that night, I'm like, hey, if Trump starts bombing I- Iran, do we have to come in? <laughs> And he's like, no, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. I'm like, I don't know. You know, this yeah. guy's got the key to the nuclear weapons. Like, I don't know what to say. So well, as uh, of Saturday night, he no longer has a Twitter account. So but well, he has that. So I guess. he's banned from everything. Right. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. He's I banned from Pinterest in the, the list. And I laughed like he was on Pinterest or they're just like throwing it in there because he's banned from everything. Well, the other thing is, too, is I think a lot of these um, like Apple and Google, I think, banned Parler or took that app off of their like you can't get the app through Google or Apple. Mm -hmm. So people are parlay, whatever. So people are pissed off about that. But I mean, quite frankly, somebody has got to stop the, you know, they got to put the fire out because if they keep just throwing fuel on the fire, you know, who knows what's going to happen next. Yeah. But I do want to clear something up. Like, Hey, if there, I doubt there's any, Trump fans listening to the show, but like, I don't know what makes you think that Democrats don't own guns too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. You are not like, wrong. No, not at all. I mean, hello, this is America. Everybody owns a gun. 
Um, but so I was going back and forth with my cousin and her and her partner about that fucking guy and the horned hat and the animal skin and all the tattoos and like a Walmart version of a Viking. Yes. And then you had sent me that link where it was the was it you? Yeah, where it was the Jamiroquai singer says, I'm not the capital Viking rioter. (laughs) But when I saw that, I started laughing because yeah, I was like, oh God, they're probably like bombarding that guy because he does look like him. But I didn't think it until I saw the he released the statement that it's not him. Right. And it's funny because I sent my cousin posted something. So then I posted a picture and I'm like, because I just did a screen grab of like the television broadcast while it was going on my phone. I did a screenshot and it was that guy with the fucking hat on and shit. So I sent it to my cousin and I'm like, anybody know if this guy is even wearing pants? And so then my cousin's partner, Renee, she, you know, my cousin Annie comes back. She's like, Renee did an extensive search. And yes, he is wearing khakis. (laughs) Well, because you had sent me something about posting it for Wiener Wednesday. And I was like, because he's like a dickhead. But then I didn't see it in that picture. I saw another picture of him where like he wasn't wearing underwear, right? Like you could see that print. Oh, I didn't even post it. It wasn't even, no, I didn't end up posting it. And it wasn't even because he had a dick print. It was just because I was like, well, we, you know, normally we do Wiener Wednesday and we actually do post something that has to do with a penis. And then I'm like, well, maybe we'll just do Wiener Wednesday because this guy is just a fucking dick. Like, just what a dick. And then I'm like, you know, this week we're going to skip Wiener Wednesday because I don't know. Like, it just, normally we do stuff for fun and I this week just wasn't made for fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, what cracks me up though, is that with all of this capital business going on and now they're talking impeachment and they're talking 25th amendment and all this business, like Kim and Kanye announced divorce and nobody even fucking cares. Like, is that like Chris Jenner is truly a genius? Is that like she knew when to, <laughs> to let them release this news? Because yeah, that like came and went. I don't think anyone was surprised. I mean, he's like been unhinged for a while and she just, it seems like he's like kept her distance lately. So. Um. And what shocked me is that Kim Kardashian West is studying to become a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, That just surprised me. Well, her dad was a lawyer. So I know like when she got those few people out of prison, she would talk about that and said she was going to law school. So I think the only way she got these people out of prison was just because of her celebrity. It wasn't because of her brain power. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But it wasn't legal genius. If she really is going to law school. But I know some dumbass fucking lawyers. So (laughs) I don't know why I didn't just go to law school. Girl, I say that that. all the time. I'm like, I should have fucking been a doctor. Like, fuck this. There's so many fucking stupid ass people out there. But I actually just screenshot a book i want to read it's called sorry mediocre the dangerous legacy of white male america and um yeah i think it's kind of about (laughs) that i'm sorry if you hear motorized vehicles in the background my windows are shut but i have psychos out on my lake right now i have open water next to my house but there are motorcycles atvs there are those like Polaris vehicles that are street legal. There's four wheelers and 
I don't even know what else is out there. So if you hear like a motorcycle running, it's all these crazy people that, that are out on the ice right now. <laughs> Wait, what? It's not even that cold out. Won't it melt? No. And I have oh, I, like I have open water next to my house. Yeah. And then my doc, like my son went out there today and he's like jumping and it's pretty frozen there. But these people are fucking nuts. And he's like, well, it's probably like five inches of ice. And I'm like, that's not enough to support some of these all-terrain vehicles. Hell like, no. Yeah. So... I mean, if even my badass, I had a dog since Thursday and he kept trying to get me to go like by the tree. So I was walking on like this ice that's a little bit snow covered. Like Steph, ice. No, I know. I mean, it was I had my boots, but even like I was cracking ice just walking on it. So <laughs> they better be careful. Yeah, these at the, I can see them. They're across the way and they, they you know, they earlier today it was just like a big whole like motorcycle gang gathering across the on the ice i'm like okay guys i mean yeah the lake isn't that deep but it can fuck up your vehicle if it goes in the water so whatever uh, so i apologize for kim you, and kanye i have what about like kim and mic kanye? on the mic stand but i'm not like i don't have it screwed in so it keeps squeaking i'm not farting over here sorry um, oh, that's okay. You're not pulling a soprano toot on the couch. Not right now. Maybe in a little bit. But there's um, I have Kanye a... uh, cheated with that makeup artist, Jeffree Star. I don't know if it's true, but remember there were rumors that he was gay? I thought Jeffree Star died. No? No. <laughs> Who was the guy? Oh, it's that Kevin Aquan or Quan or whatever. He died many years yes. ago. He was that, the like one of the you know, one of the breakout makeup artist guys. Yep. Okay. So I've seen Jeffree Star videos. Yes. Yeah. I haven't like uh, read a ton about it, but I know that was like one of the rumors that that's part of why they're divorcing. <laughs> so um, she's going to probably dig up a bunch of bullshit just to cover every base. So she doesn't look like a bitch. Bottom line is, is she, pro she married him for the money and the notoriety and the star power and, you know, she put in her time, What she had a couple of kids and then they had surrogates have a couple of kids. I don't know and about for the money because I feel like she had more money than him and does You now. think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, art, uh, musical artists, I don't think they get paid that much unless you're like you're touring. That's where you make your money. But I mean, I want to say probably uh, that when they got married, I wonder, we'll have to Google that to see who had a bigger... N yeah, I mean, she definitely does things for the newsworthiness, so I'm not denying that, but I don't know if it was money. Yeah. And I mean, he has really gone off the deep end in the last few years, so. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> um, yes, I absolutely have. Um, I have a song for our next story. Okay. and But just substitute detachable for retractable. Um, here we go. <laughs> I woke up this morning with a bad hangover and my penis was missing again. This happens all the time. It's detachable. This comes in handy a lot of the time. I can leave it home when I think it's going to get me in trouble. 
Or I can rent it out when I don't need it But now and then I go to a party, get drunk And the next morning I can't, for the life of me, remember what I did with it <laughs> So that's King Missile with Detachable Penis Um so he had actually Ken the Juicer and I want to say somebody else sent me. Oh, I think it was Marilyn, Superfan Marilyn. They both uh, they both sent me the same um, story. And it's a story about a Danish cartoon. Um, and the cartoon is about a man that has a super long penis. And so um, people parents are pissed off and a lot of people are upset that this cartoon is pretty popular and it's about like a guy with a really long penis um and it's a show about overcoming life's most intractable albeit bizarre obstacles (laughs) um so this guy john dillermund he's from denmark and he's a claymation cartoon man and he loves to grill take walks around town and eat ice cream um And but some of those activities can really be difficult because he has a really long schlong. (laughs) So the Danish Danish public television network DR and it's aimed at entertaining four to eight year olds. And um, this the producers think that kids will get a kick out of watching this guy with a really long penis. They're just really different in Europe. (laughs) Could you imagine this here? Well, and it's kind of cute because it's, I want to say it's striped, like, like, where's Waldo? So it's like a really long striped, like, it almost looks like Dr. Seussian a little bit to me. Um, You know how, like, was it the Lorax or I don't know, some of those like little beings had like really long striped arms and tails and stuff. And that's kind of what this guy's penis reminds me of but it's still his penis so it's his penis yes it's it's plainly in the middle of his crotch um the creator jacob lay he has two young girls and a boy um he just claimed the show is about removing shame and embarrassment when it comes to our bodies without the sexualization but there's some conservative crusaders out there in denmark that have criticized the concept so (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh if you can catch that uh, Danish cartoon about the man with the super long penis. I'm sure we'll get to see a video at some point. Yes, I'm sure we will too. And so now I don't know why I was living under a rock with this whole twisted tea thing. I had no idea what this was all about. Yeah. And even I had some Canadian friends posting like, this is regular iced tea. And then this is, like full force, whatever, power, twisted tea. And I'm like, what are they talking about? And my kids are like, you need to Google it and look that up. And I was like, okay, well. I think it was in Philadelphia. There's like a video someone took in a convenience store. And there's a guy who had a can of twisted tea was waiting to buy a black man. And then there's this drunk white guy in the store too, who keeps saying the N word. Yes. And won't shut up. I mean, the guy, he wasn't like immediately, it didn't get violent immediately. (laughs) Like this guy wouldn't shut the fuck up. He's acting like an asshole. And finally he just used his twisted T and not bopped him on the head. He really like got him. Um, and the fact that it was twisted tea, I think, is why that became such like a 
a thing. There were even people I saw at the Capitol that had like twisted teeth strapped to them. Oh, really? Which to me is weird because it's like those are the people who may say the n-word so right (laughs) and i watched it i mean this black dude was standing in line just waiting very quietly to get his twisted tea and this white punk just kept dropping the n-word and then Mm -hmm. said something about the n-word and his mama and um the guy was like all right enough and and i think if you count the 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 punk said the n-word seven times before the black dude decided to pop him one and so i mean i don't blame him at all and it wasn't like the guy the white guy was just saying it to say it like he was directing his comments toward the black guy so i mean he plainly deserved it yeah um what cracked me up is like this story that I read was obviously written by a, a black reporter and it cracked me up because they were calling this guy machine gun smelly, <laughs> vanilla lice, whack um, So, yeah, so it was it was a. Uh, so, hey, you know what? I should be carrying a thing of twisted tea just in case in my car. I got a big steel bar by my door, though. If anybody wants to fuck with me, they're going to get the bar to the chops. And add that twisted tea to your um, artillery. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'll put it in my center council with my weapons. <laughs> um, Barstool. I know that you're, are you, you're not like big fan of Barstool, right? No, I don't even know why this Dave Portnoy. I feel like I don't like him, but I can't remember exactly why. Yeah, I remember but usually when about- that happens and then I Google it. I'm like, oh, that's why he did something. <laughs> but this was a, actually a, a great thing. So it's totally a great thing. So my kids, they, they like Barstool. And of course, Barstool is all over serious. And when we travel together, I got to listen to the fucking bar stool so anyway not that it's bad like there's some entertaining shows but you know what we you and i stuff we are just as entertaining we just haven't found the way through the door yet you know yeah Uh, and so that's why i think i kind of like wrinkle up my nose like fuck these guys because we're better than them but call me daddy right is that on bar stool i think so yes okay yeah, there's a couple like chick shows on there, but like, I don't know. That's where my like support the sisterhood stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, But Barstool Sports founder, so Dave Portnoy, he founded Barstool Sports. He has raised over $16 million for 50 small businesses. And this is as of last week. Um. He launched this fundraising effort with a, a nonprofit 30-day fund for small businesses impacted by COVID-19, and they've called it the Barstool Fund, and he he actually contributed half a million dollars of his own money toward the effort. Uh, and they've actually really supported quite a few Chicago businesses. So, um, you know, I figured I know we've given Barstool some shit in the past, so I might as well sing their praises because yeah, they no, deserve it. That's awesome. And the fact that he actually donated his own money, too, you know. Correct. Right. Right. And now, you know, my niece told me to listen to Billie Eilish like two years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, okay, I'll listen to her. And um, ever since then, I've become a fan of Billie. And I know that's kind of weird because I'm 
more of like an alternative rock listener, but I've always had a soft spot for really powerful women musicians. And um, if you have not listened to Song Exploder podcast, I know I've talked about the um, the Netflix series, but it, if you go and listen to the podcast, there's a bazillion more episodes than just the six that are on Netflix. And I listened to the one recently with Billie Eilish and her brother who does all the music and she basically is, you know, the voice behind you know the all the songs Mm -hmm. but he does a lot of the music and um i really loved the explanation you know that song um oh my gosh where she's like i i had a i had a dream right i got everything i wanted do you know that song i don't know if i know i mean i know both few of her songs but i don't that doesn't yeah she's she, she's like i had a dream i got everything i wanted oh yeah and then yeah, she yeah, goes yeah. on so that's the song that they talk about um on the song exploder episode and it really was like a song about at one point she wanted to commit suicide and she had a dream about it and so that the basically the lyrics are all about like you know in her dream she actually died and um, it, it took like a year or two for her to like go back to it because her family was like, look, you can't put a song out about that. Like, you don't want people to know you wanted to kill yourself or you tried to kill yourself or whatever. And so they went back later on and then added like if it really had happened, like blah, blah, blah. It's a really good episode. So I gained a lot of respect for her and her creativity as an artist and because of the truth she's telling. You know, it's not just somebody sitting there writing songs for her to sing. She's using her life experiences to write these songs. I like so, too that she like refused to she wanted everything baggy because she doesn't want the conversation to be about like how she looks. Right. It's about like actually what she's doing musically. So I kind of thought that that was, I mean, she's what 19 years old. So to have that foresight and to be like, you know, right. She's truly not care because she, (laughs) that hair and like those outfits, like, it's not something where it would be appealing to a lot of men. So to not care at all about that, I, I enjoy. Well, and she even has a song where she's like, right now, I'm interested in falling in love with myself. Like, maybe I'll see y'all in a couple of years when I'm interested in, you know, dating. But right now it's about me, which mm-hmm. that's a cool song, too. I forget what that one's called. And it's interesting because a lot of times I like music just because of the music itself. I'm not really a lyrics kind of person. But with her, I'm into the lyrics, too. So, um, yeah. I mean, if you have a chance, like give her, give her music, a, a you know, a listener, at least if you do that song exploder episode, you'll definitely have a different outlook. And I even was talking to a friend about it. And, you know, I've always been into music and back in when I was my early teens, I used to write songs and I was really like, I played the piano and I, you know, I really was into it. And I think if I had had an older brother or a mentor at that young age, like, okay, cool. Yeah. I like that little hook. Let's work on that. Let's add to it. Let's build this song out. Like I really think I probably would have 
done a little bit more than what I did with my, you know, musical self. And um, it's really cool that she had her brother there for her at such a young age because he's a little older, um, you know, to really be like, let's okay, yeah, let's let's get this going. Let's get it out of you. Let's do this, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, her family's real supportive of her. And I think that makes a big difference to a lot of kids when they're creative. You know, if they have a family that gets behind that creativity and backs it, uh, who knows where they can go with it, you know? Yeah. I'm like, why didn't someone force me to do piano lessons or something? At least, like, push me into it and see if I like it. I mean, that's why I think as a kid, you should always let kids try stuff. And I know my kids probably got pissed, but I used to sign them up for every fucking class. I'm like, oh, this looks cool. We're going to this. It's a music class or we're going to that. And, you know, you're doing this sport. You're doing that sport. And to this day, they'll be like, remember when you made me fucking play soccer? And I'm like, yeah, okay, but at least you understand the game and you realized you didn't like it. So fuck it. You tried it. You know, if you ever go to dinner with a famous soccer player, you at least know what you're fucking talking about, you know? Yeah. So, um, but you know, my kids really aren't doing much with their creativity right now. <laughs> Anime and video games, but whatever. But back to Billie Eilish, it, it was interesting. She lost a hundred thousand followers because she posted pictures of some breasts. Um, and she posted like, laugh my fucking ass off y'all baby shake my head uh, obviously it's in the you know the lm f-a-o-o-o whatever but they she, were um, yeah. drawings right yeah so she took part in this post a picture of instagram challenge going on and somehow resulted in her losing a hundred thousand followers because she posted some drawings of breasts and no words but to quote billy herself she said y'all babies um so what happened uh Fans asked Billy to post a picture of her lock screen as well as a drawing she's really proud of. And she shared the two images and both images were like hand drawn and there were lots of boobs in them. And uh, she said, LOL, I love boobs. And fans immediately noticed that she lost about 100,000 followers after sharing the photos. Like, I, I, I don't see the big deal about that. Everybody has boobs. Yeah. Right? Did anyone, was it like... Why? I don't understand that. And the pictures were just like kind of sketches of women. I don't even recall if they had faces. It might have just been torsos. It was just like pictures of 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 bodies. Like, okay, would you have shunned Michelangelo because he drew pictures of dicks all the time? Like, give me a break. Hmm. So, I don't know. I, I like boobs. I'm okay with it. Who doesn't? <laughs> Um, Steph, you are the social media like genius. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, you know more about it than I do. Especially I mean, like I every like week. Twitter. You like Twitter, but like have you heard of this clubhouse? What is this clubhouse? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never I haven't been on it, but I've heard of it. Um, it's I actually don't I know there's like different rooms you can like go in and stuff and there's like celebrities will go on there and I think they're almost like when they go on there's like an Instagram live almost where you can like have conversations okay um, like I think Kevin Hart 
he went on there and that was like one of the first times I had heard about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at what you have on here now. It says that you can have like chats too, like group chats with people. Well, so I belong to like a couple podcasting groups, even though we are by far way more knowledgeable than these people in these groups. But oh, wait, you have to get asked to to join? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So all in this podcast group, they're like, have you gotten an invite to Clubhouse? Are you on Clubhouse? Do you have an invite? Who needs an invite? Do you have an invite? And I'm like, the fuck is this Clubhouse? And how are all these fucking nerds talking about getting invited? You know, um. you let one nerd in. And I guess everyone got in. So maybe I need to like put my nerd pants on and get back on this podcast Facebook group and be like, well, isn't hey. it primarily black? I don't think it's black. I mean, nobody said anything about it being a more of a black. Although, like, it does say that all these, so Oprah, Kevin Hart, Drake, Chris Rock. I mean, if those are the only celebrities on there, then maybe it's focusing more on the the black culture. Yeah, I don't know much, but I and I also think I've seen like the Shade Room post a lot about it, so maybe that's why I thought it was more targeted toward black people. I don't know. Well, Perhaps you should hear the Twitter person. There's going to be a similar app rolling out called Twitter Spaces. So is that invite only? I don't know if it's going to be invite only. Right now, Clubhouse is invite only. Um, and a lot of these podcasters are getting into it because it's podcast style conversations. Okay. So I guess it's like we're talking right now and like super fan Marilyn wanted to pop in and Davion. I had a dream about him. Remind me to tell you about that. A sex um, dream? No, it was it was the opposite of a sex dream. Uh, but it was a funny dream. Okay. Um but, you, you know, so I guess we'd be like, okay, Davian's hopping on or Davian's hopping on or what? You know what I mean? Like we could have people hop in, I guess. I mean, it's maybe it's similar to like a Zoom, but like impromptu, you can get in and out of these. But supposedly they're um, like locked groups, not just anybody can get into these chats. Yeah, that part I did see. And well, then I'll they keep can- an eye out for Twitter spaces because I like Twitter, so... Yeah, keep an eye out, and then I'll try to get an invite to those clubhouse and see what the fuck it's all about. Um, one thing that made me laugh about old turtle Mitch McConnell after after all that whole he didn't want to give people two grand, right? He just wanted to do the six hundred. I guess people went over, and granted, they they also did uh, vandalize Nancy. Are Pelosi. you talking about the U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell? <laughs> I know, isn't that so exciting? And of course, now you know. I was so surprised at that. Um, you know the at the Capitol when they were doing the uh, count of the electoral votes, you know, the official confirmation or whatever, he sounded like he was ready to cry, like, you know, trying to backpedal and, you know, like kudos to him. Like he pulled his big boy pants up and finally acted like an American, but it it just, whatever. Yeah. He's still a turtle in my eyes. Him and Lindsey Graham can go fuck themselves. Oh, yeah. My cousin calls him Lady Graham. (laughs) Yeah. Lady Graham. Yeah. I don't know what he posted, but he's like, fuck that bitch. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I love that that people uh, wrote on Mitch McConnell's door, where's my money? And then so then I was laughing because I'm like, Mitch better have my money. <laughs> And then I heard somebody say, move, Mitch, get out the way, get out the way, Mitch, get out the way. So it just made me laugh. Did you get your your stimmy? I did. (laughs) Well, you know what? My company, like they, oh, New Year's Day is a holiday and a payday. Whoops. We're going to have to wait a few more days to get paid. So I did all of my New Year's rituals to bring prosperity in my life. So then I got paid on Monday. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So we'll see what's going on there. Um, Steph, I think I'm going to buy these lamps and I'm going to give you one and I'm going to have one. And then okay. like I can change the color and you'll it'll change the color in your room. So, you know, I'm thinking about you. Isn't that oh, kind of cute? Really cute? Yeah, I like that. They're called friendship lamps. And I guess it's all over TikTok right now. They come in pairs and it doesn't matter where you are. Like you could be in Alaska and I could be in Florida and you just you touch these lamps and then the lamp in your friend's house will light up the same color as yours. And then you guys can go back and forth with changing the color. Like, I'm going to touch pink so you know I'm thinking about you or whatever. You know, I think can you only cute. do it with two people. You know, it didn't say that you can build on to them, but mm-hmm. um, isn't that a cute idea? Yeah, it's really cute. I like that. And they're truly not that expensive. I thought, oh, shit, like, that's going to be pricey. But they were like 39 bucks or whatever on Amazon. Oh, oh Etsy yeah. had them, too, I think. So cute. I don't know. Yeah, it's a cute idea. Uh, what else do we have going on here, Steph? I saw something about um, your baby or your yeah baby Yoda that I thought was kind of funny. I love Um, my baby Yoda. By the way, I bring my baby Yoda with me to work every day. My um, beverage holder that you got. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's my iced tea holder. He gets my go-go juice. That's what I (laughs) hoped for. Um, Yes. So it's like a Latin American social media thing that's happening. There's a dish called Rosca de Reyes, and it's a cake with slices of fruit inside of it. And they usually put a small baby-shaped figure that is baby Jesus. That's like a representation of him. Oh, yeah. It's for the three kings. Um, three kings. I guess this year, though, in Mexico, people are selling them with figures of baby Yoda inside instead Aww. of baby Jesus. But there's conservative groups that are, like, super mad about it and saying it's, like, a direct attack on family values and religion. So now to be like anti them baby yoda is considered an lgbt icon (laughs) with all of this happening and i know you love baby yoda so i I do and i love that idea i would totally have gotten the cake with it and you know what though that's like in um in uh new orleans when they do the king's cake right yeah and then you get pregnant if you find the baby no i didn't know that i'm gonna avoid that cake Maybe that's what my, it was one of my coworkers brought it in one time and someone else got it and she kept telling her she was going to get pregnant. And I was like, I'm not eating any of that cake. <laughs> You're like, I love cake, but I love not having babies more than I love cake. <laughs> Let me go get a brownie instead. Oh, I got a brownie in my purse right now. Uh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> oh yeah, it's probably nice and warm. 
Oh, and it's so funny because it says the LG on LGBT stands for Latin Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> and they have him with like the, the rainbow flag behind them. He's so damn cute. I might just have to go back and watch all the Mandalorian episodes again just because I miss them. Telling you, rewatching things, it's when you're very anxious or like you need a little comfort. That's been helping me, like actually just rewatching things rather than like trying to pay attention to new stuff. You, you know, I agree with you. And I, what was I watch? I watched that. Oh, and then we started watching Cobra Kai again. And the more I watch Cobra Kai, the more I'm like, fuck you, Daniel LaRusso. You're like a such a dick. Like, and karate, what? Danielson? Danielson. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Like you you're rooting for Johnny in Cobra Kai almost. Like, I don't know. And he I haven't watched it well. Yet. You haven't watched that yet? No. You should watch it. It's pretty good. I know this whole week I was kind of down and out. So I'm like, put whatever you want on, guys. Like, I think a few nights I just crawled into bed. I didn't even put the TV on. Uh-oh. Yeah. But uh, we do have some sports news. We've got a lot of sports news that we have like been neglecting. And I just want to run through it really quickly um, because it has a lot of like power to the women um, in sports these days. Which well, you is- know what's not power to the women? They're saying that their go- Cubs are going to trade Chris Bryant. And like he's actually some eye candy on the Cubs. And what the fuck? He's I just saw he's the cubs. He's the detachable penis. <laughs> I mean, I think he's cute. I'm definitely more of a Rizzo girl. I'm not a Cubs person. Yeah, but, Rizzo's too cute, right? But I can't believe they're gonna trade him. I was shocked when I saw that earlier. I don't know. And then who Cor- Corey Crawford retired today, he announced his retirement, right? Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I I just I've always rooted for the Cubs ever since I was a kid. So I'm just going to keep on rooting for them and hope that they'll get their shit together. Just like the fucking bears. Like, okay. So they, they got a playoff spot, even though they were miserable in that game. The first game I watched all year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, come on fuckers. Really? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll see what they do with the saints. I know everybody's like, they fucking lost. It's Tuesday. I, know, I think <laughs> my brother was like, uh, well, they still made it because Arizona lost. I'm like, who cares? Like, who even wants that? Yeah. I mean, I'll still watch it. Like, football Sunday is football Sunday. I but... really like Wild Card Weekend, too. But when there's really no hope, it's like, who cares? You never know. It's been a crazy week. Yeah. It's been a crazy week. So um, the Spurs, Becky Hammond, she is the first woman to serve as NBA head coach, uh, which is a substantial moment. So she made history by becoming the first woman to act as head coach during an NBA regular season game. Uh, she was she's an assistant coach, but she filled in for the head coach, uh, at Greg Popovich, after he was ejected in the first half of the game. So. <laughs> I mean, hey, a win's a win. Like, she, you know, just take it. And then the Red Sox hired um, Bianca Smith for their minor league team, and she's the first black woman to coach in pro baseball. And uh, Smith said, I think it's a great opportunity also just kind to uh, also to just kind of inspire other women that are interested in this game. 
And then two women made football history. Callie Brownson, she's the chief of staff for the Cleveland Browns, and she became the first woman to be a position coach for an NFL team during a Sunday game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So she is the highest ranking female coach in league history. And then Vanderbilt University's Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play in the Power Five Conference and the first woman to officially take the field during an SEC football game last weekend. So um, Fuller actually talked to Anderson Cooper and had a message for young women looking to blaze trails like hers. She said, you can't expect it to be easy. It's never going to be a straight shot. So kudos to all those girls who run the world. Girls. That's right. And then um, Michael Jordan is the king, though, and <laughs> he he actually used all of the proceeds from The Last Dance, which if you haven't watched that, like, that's worth a rewatch, too, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't watched that, please watch it. Uh, he donated $2 million uh, for food and shelter. So he said he was thankful for all the money that the docuseries brought in. And um, there was a lot of it because it was the most watched documentary series in ESPN history. But Jordan assured that exactly zero dollars of it will go into his own pockets. He's giving it all away to charitable causes. Um, and one of them is Feeding America. So kudos to all of these sports figures. Oats. Hmm. The goat. The goat. I know. The greatest of all time. For a while, I was like, why do they call him a goat? Does he like eat everything? Like, I don't get that. I, I have my I have my blonde moments. Just saying. That's my friend Liz. When she first started, we would always make fun of her. She'd be like, but like, what does it even mean? What does it even mean? So that's how I imagine you. What does it even mean? Sometimes I, even in like conversations, thank God for texting because you have a minute to look it up and you're like, oh, that's what that means. Okay. <laughs> like, like today, George Soros. Oh, who's this George Soros? I got called a sheep. What? You got to look up like uh, conspiracy theories to get that one, I think. Because you just like a general overview of him i don't think we'll tell you what they're referencing when they call his name out oh well maybe i'll look him up but bottom line anything's better than trump you know what like mickey mouse can come along and i would be happy <laughs> we have what 11 more days uh, yes. And I do have a song. So we've played Jen Miller on the show. And like, I ran across this on Instagram because I follow her and I was like, Oh, I really like this. this is a catchy little tune. It sticks in your head. And I wish it was longer to be like a full song for us to play. Um, but here's Jen Miller with this quick little clip. But I thought that was like a cute, like little mellow. And maybe that can even be like a mantra. Like if you're feeling some anxiety, like just sing that. Yeah. What do you think? I like that. 
I like it. I liked it too. So if you uh, want to look up Jen Miller, she's at Jen Miller says hi on Instagram. I thought you were uh, going to play um, our song song. I'm like, um, I have a sex position before you do that. No. Yeah. No, this is just a quick Jen Miller clip. Like it wasn't a full song, but like I, I definitely kept it on a loop. You know, like if you're on Instagram, it'll just loop itself. And I don't, I don't even know how many times it goes, maybe 10 and then it stops. But I was like and the there's a little video that goes with it. And it just really was like calming and inspiring. So I'm like, I'm going to play that. Uh, so yes, let's go to our, um, position of the day. Do we play detachable penis again? No, we're going to play Richard cheese. Cause he just makes me smile. I had it blasting today in my room while I was changing my sheets. <laughs> it's, um, There's some whores in the house. It's, uh, very on point for us, bringing us into 2021 with a rocking chair position. Oh, okay. The Betty Rocker. Oh. Shout out to Betty. And um, yeah, it's a guy leaned back on the rocking chair. And then he's kind of got like his knees like supporting the woman. She's like on him. Okay. Uh, so it's basically like girl on top, but he's on a rocking chair. And I'm telling you. That, that's the a January good position. 12th position because that's okay. Tuesday, right? Tuesday is the 12th, yes. And it's my stepdad's birthday, but it feels weird to say that with the, we're talking about the position. Of the day. I don't know, because Polly Walnuts is listening. She's like, Mark, get the rocking chair. Ew! All right. What's our song? <laughs> no, we're not doing the song yet. Samantha's got some things. Oh, to duh. T- yes. Sorry. What's up? Take a week off. Ow. I'm yeah. forget about Samandy. I'm a mess over here. One day I'm going to make you be Samandy and come up with five things. <laughs> <laughs> well thank god it wasn't this week because i'd be like i could do five things that stephanie hates that i was gonna be- say that would be your your bit like five yeah. things that stephanie hates yeah like, absolutely i could do that yeah we'll have to uh see we if switch um, off or something every other week yeah we could like these are the things i hate this week kind of like an snl sketch right like i think that would work um, so here's a style. Five things that Samandy likes. These are the things that Samandy likes. Five things that Samandy likes. These are the things that Samandy likes. Woo! Thanks, Estelle. That's Estelle Chamberlain, Salasonic, Salasonic from the Strays in the UK. Um, she's moving into Shaken. I think they sold their house. They're moving over to. A different city. I forget what it's called. Something they're calling it stink something. Um, but yeah, like she's they're they're doing lots of cool stuff over there in the UK. But if you like rockabilly, look up the strays in the UK. Um, so this week stuff, I, I did hint around about my Davion dream. Yeah. And it was so weird because I don't you know, in the city they do all those so obviously they haven't done any in a while but i would do wicker park fest every year because what would they call do division because i was involved in the modeling 
industry. So I would go over there and coordinate like and choreograph their fashion shows and MC it and whatever. And it was always super fun. You know, they would have like one street blocked off with like all the food vendors and then XRT would have like two stages and then we had our runway set up. And so in my dream, it was that type of atmosphere. Like it was my neighborhood, but it was more of like a city neighborhood and there was a fest going on, like you could hear the music and the lights and there were people in the streets. And here comes Davion on a bike and I'm walking and he's, he's he has been kill divvying me. a lot. What? He has been divvying. Has he? Okay, so he's going to kill me with this dream. And it's Uh-oh. this is not a real story. This was just a weird dream I had about Davion, which is so weird. But he's riding his bike and he's like, oh, my God, do you live over here? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I have got to take a shit so bad. Can <laughs> he's like, can I go to your house? And I'm he's like, he's not going to kill you. He's not going to mind that. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm just like right around the corner. And some guy is standing in his doorway and he's hearing Davion say this. He's like, bro, bro, you could just come in my house, man. You, you got to go. Come on in here. And like. That's all I remember of the dream, but I was just like, how random that I have Davion on a bike saying he's got to take a shit and can he use my bathroom? That's, yeah, that's really random and a little weird. To right? like- I've never had a dream about Davion. I don't think I've ever had a dream about you. So why would I dream this? Yeah. I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, did I watch something or... Like, did I like sometimes you scroll on Facebook before you fall asleep? I'm like, did I see like one of Davion's posts? But he's not a, I'm not on Facebook a ton. So I don't know why. He's not really a Facebook. I don't even think he posts ever to Facebook. No, like I see him on Instagram, but it was so weird. I'm like, all right. Well, I had a dream that Davion was riding his bike and he had to take a shit. So, (laughs) holla, Davion. I hope you got the handle. (laughs) That's really good. Um, On my list, too, I have a song that goes along with this stuff. Are you ready? Yeah. Big Macs and Twinkies and vodka with the Red Bulls. The whole menu at Taco Bell and Kraft Singles. Smoking and most things from vending machines. These are things worse than a COVID vaccine. Gas station hot dogs and Coca-Cola. Meat from a can and all diet soda. Did you like that? That was actually on my like for you page on TikTok. And I think like I remember because sometimes I'll just scroll TikTok before bed. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I saved it to send to you and I never did. So I'm glad that you because I completely forgot it. But I was impressed not only by the song, but like her voice was awesome. She was really good. Right. And I want to yeah. say she's a doctor. That's at Jessica Reineck, MD, R-Y-N-I-E-C-M-D. So I think she's a doctor. But wow. yeah, she had a phenomenal voice. And 
So obviously, all of those things are more dangerous than COVID vaccines. Um, And so I got a call, let's see, when I was by your place dropping off gifts, um, I got a text saying like, hey, we've been offered the COVID vaccine, like hop on, reserve your spot, you know, get on this because they only offered three days of spaces. And so I'm like, okay, signed up. And um, my slot was Tuesday, January 5th over at Evanston Hospital at 4.30. So um, I got in there and um, yeah, I mean, it it was, I was in and out within an hour. I got the Moderna um, vaccine and uh, no, no problems. Like they make you sit there and wait for like 15 minutes. They make you set your, well, they don't make you, but they just have a sign that says, please set your um, alarm for 15 minutes. And, you know, there's pharmacists and nurses like in the room with you in case you have, you know, dizziness or anything wrong. They have snacks, they have juice, water. Um, it was all really like quick and easy. And, you know, you walk in and, they sign you, you know, get you signed in and they tell you like, you're already, you're coming back on February 2nd at the very same time that you got here today. So you don't, you don't need her, um, to talk to anybody about making an appointment. You're automatically signed up. So, um, I got the first dose on Tuesday and I did, I had side effects, um, which a lot of people are just saying they like had a sore arm. But you know me, I'm wacky and sensitive to all sorts of bullshit. So um, I had, you know, I mean, thank goodness I didn't have like a fever or like the chills or anything like that. But I did have like every day something new would pop up. And I'm just like, okay, good morning. What's going to happen to me today? Um, so it was just like general aches and pains the first couple days. Uh, took ibuprofen, not a big deal. A uh, weird backache, like it was like like the muscles right between my shoulder blades hurt. Um, I also had like an extreme migraine for like twelve hours on Thursday with nausea. So like I didn't really eat, and here I'm still going to work. And I would like I even asked my boss, I'm like, dude, if I start having all sorts of like these side effects, he's like, it means it's working. You have to come to work. I'm like, okay. So. Um, yeah, the, the the final uh side effect that I've been dealing with for like a day and a half is diarrhea. Nice, right? As long as it's the final one. And you're do you regret getting it? No, no, not at all. I don't regret getting it at all. I'm a little nervous just because from, you know, not so many people have gotten the vaccine. So there's really not a whole lot of, especially the Moderna one. There's been a bunch of people that have gotten the Pfizer one that have talked about their side effects if you look online. Um, a lot of people talking about the Pfizer side effects, but not a lot of people had gotten the Moderna one. So the only way I knew that I wasn't nutty and I wasn't like the only one is I do have a couple coworkers, like we all won at the same time to get our vaccines and they were having, having the similar, if not the exact same side effects as I was having. So yeah. I knew it wasn't just me. But, um, you know, I had so many people asking me like, well, how did you how did you get it so fast? Like, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, like our office manager was like, here's the link. Go get it. 
And then, you know, then they were saying, like, have you had any side effects? So I did do a Facebook post for those of you super fans that are friends with me um, that kind of detailed everything day by day, like what was going on. And a lot of people said the only people they know of that got side effects were people that had had COVID in the past. So now I'm like, well, did I fucking have it? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So we'll see. Second dose comes up in February. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to warn my boss, like, look, dude, if my side effects are even worse, like I am staying home because that headache was so bad. Like it was bad. I was sitting on the couch and I felt like five pops when I got home from work and I felt like five pops in my head. I'm like, oh, th th there you go. It's popping, man. I'm going to go. This is how I go. I go from a vaccine. <laughs> not that you want to like spend your weekend not feeling well, but could you do it on a Friday just in case? I don't think I can because now like when when I signed up for the vaccine, it was only offered on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. That was it. There were no other dates the rest of the month. There were no other dates that week. So I just took what I could get. Like I didn't yeah. have a choice. I just looked for the latest appointment during the day so that I made sure that, you know, all my patients were gone so that I could go. I didn't want to leave in the middle of a work day. And so now when you go and get the second dose, it's like, it's exactly whatever the four weeks to the day, like to, at the same time. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's cool with me if I have a super bad headache. Like, you know, I, what am I going to do? Um, especially if I'm throwing up. This time I didn't throw up, but I definitely wanted to. So I think I've lost a couple pounds. I don't think the COVID vaccine was supposed to do that to me, but it did. And today I ran across an article, stuff. as a, a good Catholic girl, uh, you would like to know this, that Pope Francis said he would be vaccinated against the coronavirus as early as next week. And he said he's calling it a life-saving ethical obligation and that the refusal to do so would be suicidal. So it almost sounds like the Pope is going to make it like the law for Catholics to get vaccinated if they can. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and so number vaccinated. two, I'm sorry, I talked really loud over you. What did we you say? We should get vaccinated. No, he should. But I think it's interesting that he's like almost saying like it's going to be like an ethical obligation as a Catholic to get vaccinated. Um, and the interesting thing was while we're talking about that is that in Spain, Spain has actually said like, look, if you refuse to get vaccinated, your name's going on a list and we will be sharing that list with other European uh, Union nations. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So they're saying, well, it's not going to be compulsory that you get the vaccination, but the information in the register is is going to be out there and it's going to be shared. So uh, that, that I thought was pretty interesting that Spain's Spain ain't playing games. No, they're not playing games. And, you know, I'm 18% Spanish. Oh, I should see if mine went up or down. But mine changed a little bit. Yeah. Now, instead of Native American, they're just calling me Mexican. So I'm back to being Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the tamales. <laughs> um, so number two on my list, Steph. 
I love this. The girls at work, they hit, you know, I'd be like, oh, my God, your nails look so pretty. Like, how did you do them? Especially because nobody's going to nail salons right now. Right. And they're like Beatles. It's the Beatles. And I'm like, what the fuck is the Beatles? What are you talking about? So I went on Amazon and it is Beatles, just like Beetlejuice. Beatles. Okay. It's they have the UV light with all of the gel polishes and everything you need to do the no chips at home. And I, I do my own do like my own nail. I don't want to do. I my don't own. either, girl. I do my own gel, like you know, like the acrylic. I do my own like that. So mm-hmm. the boy, my boys were asking me like, "What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas?" And I'm like, "You know what? Get me this Beatles thing. I gotta see what this is all about." And I fucking love it. I did my nails for the first time last weekend with this Beatles thing. And I felt like I was at the salon, you know, because you're putting your hands under the little UV light and it feels so warm, like sunshine on your skin. And the nail polish is done and dry in like 60 seconds. And it's just like it tickled me. I loved it. So if anybody is still out there doing their own home manicures, Go on Amazon. It's the Beatles. Like the whole nail kit is maybe like $30 with the light, the polishes, the files, everything you need to do your own no chip manicures. I mean, I could probably use that, but I don't also don't want to like cut my cuticles and like I want someone to do all that for me. Well, once I get my second vaccine, I'll come over and I'll do that for you. Oh, okay. I don't mind doing it. But yeah, I'm just saying, like, it felt so good. I was like, look, I, you know, granted, I got the fucking light sitting on a Nike box in the corner. You know, it wasn't like I was at the salon, but, you know, my kids are laughing. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, just shut up and leave me alone. I'm under the light right now. <laughs> but it came out really good. I did fuck up. I put the matte top coat on. I'm like, why do these look so ugly? And then I'm like, and my son's like, it's the matte top coat. I'm like, fuck. So then they're kind of thick because I had to do two top coats. But oh, I love a matte. Yeah, well, good. I'll give you my matte top coat. I'm like, Mm-mm, this looks like caca. I don't want this one. Um, number three on my list stuff. Again, my sister comes through with like a good recommendation for a Netflix show. I mean, I don't know. My sister, she's the one that used to take pictures of Don Johnson off the Miami Vice TV show. So um. <laughs> She told me about this Imposters, and it's on Netflix, and they call it an American dark comedy, but I really, really like it. Um, it's only two seasons. Like, they didn't renew it. Um, I watched 20- it when it was on Bravo. You watched it? Yeah, like here and there. But it, it was, was good. Su- it's super cute, right? Yeah. I really like it. And it makes you think, like, oh, yeah, I mean, really pretty too. All the everybody on that show is very good looking. So it it makes it easy on the eyes to watch it. Um, And P.S. Davion, if you're listening and you you loved your Heart of Dixie, if you watch um, Virgin River on Netflix, it's the same fucking show with the same guy playing the country doctor. Just saying. Davion and Dee are just now telling me about some show, Witches or something. Oh, I've heard of that one. Discovery of Witches. I don't oh, know. I'm going to have to watch that. I started watching this Korean show with Joey, and it's called Sweet Home. 
And you can watch it where they're t- speaking Korean and and it's English subtitles, but you can click on it and make him talk in English. But it, it is you wouldn't like it because it's monsters. But again, it's like a it's like an apocalyptic uh, show where people are turning into like monsters and they're like trapped in this building. It's really good. It reminds me of um, Train to Busan. If anybody really liked that zombie movie, the the the, the creepy monsters are really gruesome, like the like the zombies in the train to Busan. So, um, yeah, I guess I, I didn't have that on my list, but, <laughs> but there it is. And then I guess last but not least, I will um, do a rundown really fast of my New Year's Eve traditions. I know I sent you like 10 pages of them. Did you do any of them stuff? I did. I got to look back now. Um, there were a couple that were like easy that I so I gave you the Bayberry candle, which mine ended up turning into like a fucking blowtorch. You sent me a picture of yours. Mine wasn't like that bad, but it definitely was getting like, like it would look like it was like, I don't know, like a wind tunnel type flame. Yeah, I have a feeling. So I ordered these Bayberry candles on Etsy and the... The tradition of burning a bayberry candle on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve is basically to bring you prosperity and luck going into the new year. Supposedly, you light the bayberry candle and you let it burn down and go out on its own and it's supposed to bring you prosperity. So I'm like, okay, you know, I love burning candles and I ordered these little candles on Etsy. Well, I'm upstairs and I'm like, God, it smells like something's fucking burning, you know? And I yell down the stairs. I'm like, David, like, you know, how's that candle doing? Of course he doesn't look at it and he just yells fine. And I'm like, okay. So then I go down and it's on my dining room table and it's like a fucking blowtorch. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Did you even look at the candle? He's like, no. (laughs) And he's like, but I like the smell of that. I'm like, of course, because it smells like a car on fire. You love that kind of shit. So I blow it out. I I sent you a message and then I I emailed the Etsy girl. I'm like, girl, is these candles supposed to look like blowtorches? I have a feeling the jars that she used just didn't allow enough oxygen to get in, you know, to help it burn slowly and evenly. Um, So I ended up putting my candle inside the fireplace and like lighting it in there. And I'm like, well, if this motherfucker blows or shatters, like it's in the fireplace. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a fail on my end. (laughs) Um. I did clean, clean, I know I cleansed the house with burning sage. And of course the boys were like, are you fucking burning something? I'm like, yes, I'm burning sage. And I even went in their rooms. I'm like, you should open up your windows now. Um, I wore polka dot panties because polka dots are supposed to be like a symbol of coins to bring you prosperity. I used to wear red underwear all the time to bring me love and fuck that. I'd rather have money at this point. So Um, I threw a bucket of water at midnight out the front door because you're like throwing out the bad luck and bringing in the good. I put silver on all my windowsills. Really, I just put quarters. Some of them I even did like the bicentennial quarters, you know, the 1976ers. Um, I ate 12 grapes at midnight. And then <laughs> New Year's Day, I did um, the black eyed peas, the greens and pork. Like, you know, that's supposed to also bring prosperity and good luck. And it's so funny because my kids, 
for like two days, they complain like I'm shitting my ass off because you're greens. I'm like, you know what? I ate the same thing and I'm fine. So it's all in your head. Yeah, they didn't have to eat it. No, but they did. And it's kind of funny because we ate greens at breakfast. (laughs) And uh, and so, yeah, but they still they blamed their tummy troubles. And I'm like, okay, it has nothing to do with the fact that you probably just ate like garbage for two days. Um, I put a cup of rice on the table, which is like, um, you know, it's something to ensure that you have uh, food to eat in the next year. Same thing with putting meat, bread, fruit, veggies, and a dessert on the table as it the new year rings in. I didn't do any laundry or dishes on New Year's Day. And this year I did. I put a suitcase outside of my front door and I even packed that motherfucker. It's still packed. I got my makeup bag in there. I've got clothes in there. So if you put a suitcase outside like your summer front clothes in there. Um, I put a mix. I think I put just more like T-shirts, yoga pants, um, underpants and my makeup bag. I might even have a bathing suit and a towel in there. Um, because I guess if you put that suitcase outside your front door on New Year's Eve, uh, going into New Year's Day, you're going to be traveling a lot in the new year. So let's see if that works. And then I did pass around money and gave kisses at midnight. Of course, it was just a quarter to each kid and a kiss on the cheek. (laughs) Still counts. Yeah, but it says, so you give the money away so that you'll be blessed with receiving and um, you'll be able to give uh, money all year. And then you give kisses for a year full of love and happiness. Um, That's my five. Which one's travel? My um, time hop app told me like a year ago yesterday, I went for my, uh, I can't think of it because it was pointless. That's why I can't think of it. Oh, is that uh, that travel thing? That travel, the TSA thing, right? Yeah, pre-check. My pre-check, yeah. Yeah, a year ago yesterday. I'm like, man, my timing was just a mess. Well, nobody knew this was going to. Well, I'm I'm going to say, if we go back to like our episodes from January, February, we were talking about COVID. And I specifically remember the statistical numbers that they were that they were putting out there of how many people would get infected and how many deaths and i remember both of us going like this is insane how can these numbers be right how can they say that millions of people are going to catch this virus you know what we like we were on the money in that episode about it even though we were like in shock, like this sounds like fucking science fiction. Well, we're living it now. I'm going to have to find remember. which episode that was and isolate that clip. And then we're both going to make money being psychics. <laughs> well, I have no <laughs> recollection of it. So I don't know if I'll... Really? No, I specifically remember sitting at your kitchen table and just going through these numbers because my mind was trying to grasp because it was in like the tens of millions of people. And I'm like, how can this be? Like, this makes no sense. Like, how are they coming up with these numbers? Well, where are we at today? Right? Where are we at today? Tens of millions of people have gotten this virus. And I mean, if you figure if we've lost over 300,000 in our country, it's got to be over a million deaths worldwide already. Right? Uh, I think so. I think didn't, or was it just we hit the cases were like, 
I don't remember now. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I'm just You're, thinking like, you know, we're in the top for amount of deaths, but I mean, India's up there and a lot of the South American countries have had a lot of deaths. Like I'm pretty sure if it hasn't been a million deaths, it's close, which is crazy. All right. Enough gloom and doom. We're going to go to our song. Are you ready, Steph? I'm ready. I'm ready, too. This song is really cute. It's called I Love Her Everywhere by Reality Anonymous. Picked up a signal where she Reality Anonymous with I Love Her Everywhere. And he, and I mean, he even loved her on the stairs. Um, I Love Her Everywhere is the first single on Reality Anonymous's debut album, The Ghost Host, Volume 1. And that will be released by Night World Records. Uh, and it, actually, I'm sorry, it was already released this past Tuesday on my COVID day. COVID vaccine day, Tuesday, January 5th. So look for The Ghost Host Volume 1 on Night World Records by Reality Anonymous. 
And that song was brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from tweakedaudio.com. Enter discount code BITCHES at checkout for 33% off your entire order, free shipping, and a lifetime limited warranty on everything you buy. Tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com. Um, and if you would like to be totally cool, I want to say that song was sent in to us again by August Forte. He is a... Um, uh, management dude in Chicago, and I bel- uh, I can't swear by it, but I want to say Reality Anonymous might also be a local band to Chicago. Like, come on, folks, get on the ball, send some in from around the world. Uh, we love playing unsigned artists on our show and giving them the uh the publicity and visibility, I guess, amongst our listeners. And if you would like to be cool like Reality Anonymous, send us your music, please. Go to radiomisfits.com, click on the tab that says Submit Music, fill out all the info. Don't forget to send your links along with it and uh, send it on over to us. It's lots of fun to to hear all of these new artists and new songs. And I, I don't know, it's right up my alley. If I could do a music show, I would. But I well, I like talking shit too. So I mean, it, it's the best of both worlds doing this, don't you know? We get to play music and we get to talk shit, and it's fun. It's like therapy stuff. What more could you ask for? Really can't. I mean, sponsors. Anybody want to sponsor us? It's 2021. You got a whole new budget to work with with your businesses this year. And wouldn't you like to support two beautiful, intelligent, wonderful podcasting girls? Uh, Steph's in the City would love to have you as a sponsor. You can find us at uh, radiomisfits.com. You can find us at Steph's in the City at gmail.com. You can also instant message us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm pretty sure you could probably even get a hold of us through YouTube. Uh, and you can even call us at 312-508-3552. And give us a call. Tell us, what did you do to ring in the new year? Uh, we would like to know. Do you have any like fun little traditions that you do? Like run around the house naked, banging pots and pans. I don't know. I made my bed naked today and then I noticed somebody was walking their dog out on the ice and I'm like, well, happy tits day. They got a little show. It was it was a lady. I'm like, oh, well, she's got tits, too. Like, who cares? I don't Mm. care. I don't like wearing clothes if I don't have to. (laughs) So I generally do housework naked if no one's home. Uh, So, Steph, we've got some dating chat. Oh, do we? We I, do. I don't personally, but go ahead. I ran across this story and this guy's such an asshole. So he was talking to 60 girls at the same fucking time. Oh, God. And he accidentally added them all to a group chat, like the same group chat, all of them. So... Um, This TikTok girl, Elena DeVries, she took screen recordings of the group chat and then compiled them into a video. (laughs) So you can go and find this on TikTok. She's already had over half a million views. And apparently this guy's name was Isaac. He only meant to send these girls a shirtless pic, but instead he created a group chat featuring all 60 of the girls he flirts with and hits up on a regular basis. So, I mean, uh, 
you can kind of tell when you get certain messages that it's something they've just copy and pasted and sent to everyone. You, you know, like sometimes you can tell. I can tell. I do it all the time. You have a copy and paste message? Well, sometimes I'm like, oh, this was a fun message. And I've got like 10 other people to send it to. So I'll just cut and paste and change the name. Although a couple times I fucking forgot to change the name. And I'm like, whoops, okay, accidentally have to delete this guy now. Cause I so you're like on a, a smaller version of this guy in a way. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it called out to me like. I don't know. I thought it was funny. If I see that, I don't answer. And if I see, um, like, if they immediately are like, where do you live? What are you doing right now? I'm like, you're not coming over here. Like, that immediately is, like, red flag. Oh, red flag is totally like, well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just at home on the couch watching TV. Oh, I want to be on the couch with you. Right, right. <laughs> No. Oh, really? Would you like to sit between me and my, you know, 250 pound son who can squash you like a grape? Because that would be fun to watch. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> um, and uh, so and lately on these dating apps, it's gotten pretty political. So I actually had a, a guy on a dating app. He said I looked like a Trump supporter. Can, can, can you tell me like what about me looks like I'm a Trump supporter? Does he think I look like Ivanka? like i don't understand i don't know that. but i'm just glad because you know we all got a kick out of when i got called a karen now <laughs> you're in one way or another being called it so how does it feel i i mean i i unmatched him and i was just like okay you can go suck a dick pal like i i'm not a trump supporter but i mean maybe do i look like i have money do i look like I don't know. I don't understand how I look like a Trump supporter because I do my hair. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's a, Although all the Trump people that stormed the Capitol, they, they, they didn't look too fancy to me, you know? No, but we had some CEOs and lawmakers. And oh, that's true. Like, a couple people lost their jobs. Like, look here. You know what? You can support whoever you want to support. I'm okay with that. But don't be fucking bragging about it on, on social media. And, and it, like, you broke the law. Like, it's one thing that, like, hey, I went to a cool rally. Okay, that's great. Not I stormed the Capitol and you think you're going to get away with it. If I mean... I've been in several management positions and believe me, I would have fired those motherfuckers myself if they were my employees. Like mm -hmm. you don't go bragging about that bullshit, breaking the law, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, sorry, we got off on a tangent because I got told I look like a Trump supporter. Um, but did you know that Bumble won't let you share bikini and bra pictures if you took the pictures indoors? That's weird. This Why? is like the stupidest rule ever. So I guess a lot of internet companies have murky policies like this. And, it, and I guess it extends to dating apps like Bumble. So Bumble had to take it. They took down pictures of this one artist that was wearing a bralette. And they said it was because the policy bans swimsuit and underwear photos when indoors. But if you can go outside and take the picture, then wearing a bikini or a shirtless look is okay. If you can take the pictures outdoors. So you got to go in your underwear outside. Otherwise, basically. Like, oh, don't I look cute in this bralette? Oh, wait, let me leave my bedroom and just go out and lean against a tree and take the picture. Like, how stupid is that? Oh, Bumble. 
Bumble, bumble, bumble. Um, I have some awesome advice this week, Steph. Are you ready for this little ditty? Um, it's another TikToker. I'm, I'm, I'm not on TikTok, but somehow these videos find their way to me. This is, uh, what's her name? This is Stacy B74 and her little ditty right here. The name of the next song is Chocolate. When you're feeling kind of down and you're craving something brown, eat chocolate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the way she saw, I'm going to play it again. Tell me you don't think of Roseanne, Rosanna, Renadana when you hear this, right? The name of the next song is Chocolate. When you're feeling kind of down and you're craving something brown, eat chocolate. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has that sound to it. It does, right? She was the best, Gilda Radner. Yeah, she. It's it, it has that, like, you know, that little accent on her, like Roseanne, Rosanna, Renadena. Um stuff i've got a little sex news this week and it was kind of funny because it was a friend that sent it to me and i think he just wanted to send it to me to see what my reaction would be because we're just friends and this was like kind of a sexual article it was like a picture of a peach with like um like like the squirt emoji Mm -hmm. and so I originally didn't open it because i'm like oh what's he sending me this like why is he like that wop well, right. It's like that. But it was like it was an article. But the I think he just sent it to me because the picture was kind of a shock factor. But I was like, oh, you know, we don't have this kind of friendship. Like, I don't want to ruin it by getting annoyed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then he furthered like text and like, did you not like see what I sent you? And I'm like, all right, you're obviously asking me to go there. So I'm going to go there. And, and quite honestly, it was a very technical sexual article. So it wasn't even like anything that was uh, offensive, I guess, because it was such a technical article. But I am dying to try this new move. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. You're like, okay. So um, ladies and fellas of the gay persuasion, uh, you can try this too. I mean... Let me know what you can do, uh, you know, what your what the reaction is. I would have never thought to do this. Um, but so I guess when you are when guys are having sex, if you press firmly on the perineum, which you and I both know it's the taint. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you press firmly on that part it is possible to delay or prevent ejaculation. So like okay. if you're having sex with someone and they're like, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. And you, you like press firmly there. You can delay it or stop them from coming. I thought it was to like make it happen real quick. No. Okay. So they're saying that because it's really close to the PC muscle, um, that that like pressing on that can actually even eventually make a guy come multiple times so like you could let him come a little bit stop it and that you know what i mean so like you can control that reflex by pressing on that area um 
And then the article went further saying that that muscle isn't the only upstairs neighbor worth mentioning. So they're talking about the prostate, right? I mean, a lot of guys know that that's that's a great area to like touch on because, um, you know, it provides way more sensation than just regular old sex, right? But the way you get a hold of the prostate is you got to go through the butt, you know, like you've got to put your finger in there or whatever. Um, so guys that are afraid of having anything in their butts, if you press on that perineum or the taint, you are also um, stimulating the prostate in a way because you're putting pressure there. So, um yeah, men don't really realize that that if you, you know, you do that, that you can actually intensify ejaculation. So, um, yeah, I think that that's that's like a good little tip. No, yeah, so. <laughs> it just seems like um, it would only work in like limited positions. I don't know limited positions, and I think like oral sex it would probably be the best way to you know, be able to control that. Like you're already down there. You already got your hand down there. So it's like, okay, you know, let me just put some pressure on there. And there, you know, I mean, I'm willing to try it, but I ain't got nobody over here. Just dreaming about Davion riding his bike, having to take craps. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Will you report back to us once you're able to try it out? I will. I will. You know, people are like, so why'd you get the COVID vaccine? Bitch, so I can fuck. Why do you think? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Steph, do you do like the dry January? Have you heard of that? Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't either. So I was like, okay, booze news, booze news, dry January. Like what? You were such a fucking alcoholic all year. You got to take a month off. This is the a lot pandemic. Of people do it. Um, actually, my boss was saying they're doing it just during the weekdays. They're not drinking. Oh, really? But I, I don't really drink that much anymore. Like, I don't think I've drank since New Year's. Surprisingly. Did you try um that uh the beer I got you? I had the um what's it called? Did Not you do the spotted cow or the strawberry rhubarb? Spotted cow cuz we were All doing right. a power hour so I, like I didn't want to try something new when then... Okay, so when you're ready to try it, maybe we could do it on a show. So maybe if we record next Saturday night or something, we can both have one at the same time. And yeah, and uh, give mean, our or... review. Sunday afternoon. I mean, I'll drink whenever, but I'm being home alone doesn't like make me want to drink. No, but if we're doing the show and we're having a beer together. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just saying like generally, I feel like I I drank way less than this last year where everyone else says they've been drinking more. Well, some people drink to escape the world and some people drink to have fun. You're like a sociable drinker, not an escapist. Escape drinker. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I'm well, and people are saying, like, oh, if you're doing dry January, you might as well like hit up the pot shops. Okay, well, th- what's the point? You're like giving up drinking to just smoke pot? Like, pick one or do both. Like, who the fuck cares? I don't get it. I don't either. But just in case you were doing dry January, I came up with something else and I got food news, food news. <laughs> now that I'm I'm very into pandemic or not any food. Well, no, 
McDonald's is like stepping up the game. They're adding three new sandwiches to compete in the chicken wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, McDonald's is launching new sandwiches next month in an effort to win fast food's chicken war. So McDonald's announced three versions of a new chicken sandwich, which will be available nationally on February 24th. Uh, the crispy chicken sandwich topped with pickles and served on a potato roll. And then the spicy chicken sandwich, which adds a spicy pepper sauce. And then there's the deluxe chicken sandwich, which comes with lettuce, tomatoes, and mayo. So really, they're just trying to compete with um, Popeyes, Popeyes with their yeah. chicken sandwich, which, you know what? It was so good, but it my belly was like, fuck you. We did not want this. <laughs> And yet I can eat Popeye's chicken without a problem. So I don't know what it was like special sauce or something like upset my stomach. I don't know. We we had uh, someone. Yeah, this must have been over the summer. But someone dropped off a big, huge box of like Popeye's lunch, like little lunch boxes for all the employees. So it had like chicken sandwich. It had mac and cheese. It had like everything in this box. That's like, a nice little drop off. I know. I was like, this is nice because we used to get lunch catered in twice a week. But now that we're like not allowed to to be in the lunchroom together or anything, like we got to bring our own fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and shit. The other day I had like carrots. Like what the fuck? Don't knock a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No, I love it. But I'm just telling you, like I used to like it in Pop Alley's like on Panera and Corner yeah. Bakery. And now in the morning, I'm scrambling. I'm like, fuck, I got to make breakfast and I got to make lunch. Like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> so these sandwiches are coming out February 24th. February 24th. And I'm just okay. saying, if you didn't get on the McRib bus, that motherfucker has gone. So I, my son called me on his lunch break and I hear him in McDonald's drive through And he's like, yeah, I'll have a McRib. And the guy's like, sorry, we don't have those anymore. He's like, what the fuck? You guys had them yesterday. <laughs> so, um. How long were they? They only had them for like a month then, right? It was I guess, time. which is weird, right? I've only ever had one. My brother had one and I tried it. And it wasn't that great. I don't get it. I don't know. I'm really not into pork lately. Like I did pork on New Year's Day just because I had to do it with my greens and my black eyed peas. But mm -mm, I'm not really I'm not pork chopping it up anymore. Uh, if you are doing dry January and you live in the UK, you can get yourself some alcohol-free Guinness. Like, I don't know how exciting that's going to be, but it's there. Um, Especially Guinness. Ugh, I'm drinking that because I want to get drunk. There's no way I want to. Because you want to throw up. Drink it for the taste. <laughs> um, and so what do we have going on? We have some... Uh, synchronicity stuff. Yeah, seen you going through. You're going through some things right now. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. He's tapping that card. Synchronicity. You hear me tapping my fingernail that I did with my Beatles. <laughs> Your synchronicity with him. My synchronicity. Uh, you, I think, put this on the list. Did I? I don't even. Remember. I believe you did because I don't. Maybe I don't recall doing it. Well, well we're talking about the taint. <laughs> <laughs> Your X-rated horoscope for 2021 is here. I want to blow up before the end of the month. Take this with you for 2021. Um, 
Do you want to start us off with Aries? Yeah, hold on. Let me scroll down. Here we go. Here we go. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, Aries. Oh, yeah, because I like Aries. They fuck pretty good. Um, Much of what you've been fantasizing sexually about is coming to life in 2021, Aries. So prepare for what you've asked for. Ooh, you better start stretching now, baby. Also, you may decide to explore tantric sex during the last half of 2021, and that'll take your sexual experiences to completely new heights. I actually wouldn't mind trying that. Although I don't know if I could do it like you have to sit there and like stare into each other's eyes and uh, I think I would just no laugh and it'd be like, let's fuck. I can't do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you said you like you have some Aries in the roster. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, for Taurus, what if you could have all the orgasms you've ever wanted and it all came to you with ease? You may experience something quite similar from January 6th through March 3rd when Mars, the planet of action and sex, spends time in your sign along with Uranus, <laughs> the planet of surprise. You'll feel much more in tune with your body as the year begins, and you'll seek out sexual experiences with partners who view and treat your body as the ultimate wonderland. Come on, man. What are the odds that Uranus is the planet, planet of, of surprise? surprise? I think that's the title of our show, Uranus, the planet, planet of, of surprise. surprise. I like that. <laughs> Uh, Gemini, this is the year Telling where you, what you got for me. You may seek to widen the net when it comes to who you have sex with, how often you have sex, and where you have sex. With both Jupiter and Saturn placed in Aquarius, your sector of expansion and adventure is activated most of this year, and you won't be able to tolerate boring or predictable sexual experiences. Interesting. Do you have a rocking chair in your Amazon cart stuff? No, but that's interesting because there has been a regular where I'm like, eh, I'm bored. So, well, maybe you just got to like go, go fuck in the woods out. or something. Yeah, it's a pandemic, though. It's hard to, like, branch out. I got a big old Yukon XL. I'll drive over there, put a mattress in the back for you. <laughs> windows are tinted. Uh, moving to cancer, what would it look like for you to consistently feel sexually and emotionally satisfied? To you, sex and emotions are interconnected, and you're not afraid to own up to that. You know that the right lover isn't afraid of your intensity, but rather turned on by it. And with Mars, again, the planet of action and sex, and Taurus, as the year begins, your sector of networks is activated, allowing you to connect specifically with the type of lover or lovers who's ready to fulfill your every need and vice versa. Well, well, I would just go for lovers. Why not? Uh, Leo, the age of Aquarius is going to help you step into your sexual prowess like none other. Uh, With your partnership sector activated by Saturn and Jupiter's shift into Aquarius, you'll be attracting attention from potential past and current suitors left and right. You'll be seeking quality over quantity, though, particularly around the full moon in your sign on January 28th. And can I just back up when I said none other? Um (laughs) Have you ever seen that Johnny Depp movie where he was like Ichabod Crane? The oh, Sleepy Hollow? Yeah. And they're like, Ichabod Crane, is that you? And then he goes, none other. 
I don't remember. I feel like My I did watch like a- that movie like 10,000 times. Like I know all the lines. Sorry. So when <laughs> when that came up, none other. I had to say it like that. Okay. You- well, Virgo, sex with you during the first seven, seven months of 2021 will have an otherworldly effect. And that's largely due to Neptune being direct in Pisces and activating your partnership sector. You'll be in the mood to have sex with people who are in tune with their spiritual paths. One night stands or hit it and quit it booty calls won't work for you, at least not long term. You'll experience the best sex with partners who are in it for real and who make it clear to you that they are. Wow. This is also like we need to look at certain signs and be like, maybe I just need to go for one of those. Mm-hmm. A Virgo? I, I don't know. Okay. Well, I've got Libra here. And with Chiron, the asteroid that represents our inner wounds, uh, starting to, or I'm starting, starting the year direct in Aries. So Chiron is direct in Aries. You'll feel more bold and direct when it comes to sex in 21, Libra, because you won't be overthinking every part of it. Jupiter and Saturn's shift into Aquarius activates your sector of fun, fate, and true love for several years, which means you'll be in the mood to view sex as the ultimate adventure. You may be drawn to connecting sexually with fellow air sign lovers. Mm, All right. I'm an air sign. Are you? Uh, Yeah, I'm Earth, but I like the fire. They say sex and Scorpio is synonymous, but do they truly know why? 2021 is the year where many Scorpios will be the embodiment of sex itself. With Mars, your ruling planet, entering Taurus at the start of the year, your partnership sector is activated, allowing you to get clear about what you want from sex and making it easy to release what you don't. That's right. You're like, I need somebody to poke my taint. (laughs) They might not be fire. Are they water? Mm. I feel like they're one that surprises me all the time. Scorpios? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just was going to say there's your fire sign, but I don't think they are. Yeah. Fire sign is Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they're not. Uh, So Sagittarius, speaking of you, now that your ruler Jupiter has shifted into Aquarius, the success of your sex life is directly connected to your ability to let down your guard and let your inner freak fly. You may have played it safe sexually for most of last year when Jupiter was in Capricorn, but now you're craving to connect with people who don't mind exploring weirder, less conventional sexual experiences. Do you see me raising my hand, Sagittarius? I'm raising my hand. Yeah. Well, let's hear it because you're a Capricorn. Gone are the days of putting off sex because you're too busy at work or alternatively using sex solely as a stress reliever in in between long bouts of work. With your ruler Saturn and Jupiter, the planet of abundance, having transitioned into Aquarius as the year began, you'll feel more lighthearted as a lover and this will be evident in your sex life. Suddenly you'll seek connections with people who just want to laugh and try out new kinks without judgment. Sounds good to me. I like that for you i i like that for me too uh 312-508-3552 flag fly i i don't believe me i got some flags i can let fly okay um aquarius while sex may not necessarily be the first thing on your mind as 2021 begins you'll find that there will be plenty of opportunities to indulge in it this year It's up to you to decide how much and with whom you'll partake. 
With Jupiter and Saturn both settling in your sign for the first time in decades, you'll be seeking a fresh start sexually. So if you've been with a consistent sexual partner, they'll they'll have to either be as adventurous as you are or the connection may fizzle out. So Mm. hit it or quit it. Like, that's it. Pisces, having sex when Jupiter is spending time in your sign hits different. And in 2021, the planet of luck is here. So get ready for your sexual glow up. This year begins with both Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius, activating your sector of spirituality and healing. You'll only want to have sex with people who aren't afraid of your intensity and intuitiveness, but you may also find yourself being contradictory and craving both intimacy and solitude. Sounds just like a damn Pisces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sensitive. Oh, so I like this. I'm going to like cut and paste my sign and just I'm going to make a vision board. It did. I feel like it went. Now I'm sort of remembering when I put this. It was a while ago. Um <laughs> I think they had like for the whole year, but they were just like really long. I'm like, let's just look at the first couple months. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, that's all I need the first couple months. I'm going to, you know, take it quarterly. Yeah. Be like, uh, you know what? It's the end of the quarter. Let's fuck. Uh, I do have a. uh, What? Said Q1 is ending. Let's start Q2 off with a bang. (laughs) With a bang. Bump, bump. Big Time Tommy has some New Year's words for us. Oh, okay. How you doing, Instagram? It's Big Time Tommy. And here's my thought of the day. Big dreams. Take risks. Fuck what people think. And do you. No regrets. Here we go. Into 2021. OS for life. Take an ace. Take an ace, Big Time Tommy. He's... He's trying to be like the Sopranos. I always like, you know, the music that he's got going. Oh, yeah. He's always got freestyle going on. Right? Freestyle. Make America old school again. OS for life. OS for life. We're like a a big time Tommy ad. He should be paying us. Tommy. Tommy, you want to sponsor us? Tommy. You could be our first sponsor. Right. He'll just send us big time Tommy T-shirts, which I'd be be okay with that. I can wear OS for life to work under my lab coat. Like, I'd be okay with that. (laughs) All right, girl. Well, we had an adventurous week. We'll see what's in store for us next week. (laughs) You you just never know what the fuck's going to happen. Okay, maybe we should like try to try to like make a bet right now. Uh, by the time we record the next show, I'm going to say there's going to be news about aliens released. What are you going with? Another. Uh, I mean, we talked before we started about like my anxiety lately. So I, I want to think like it's going to get better. Yeah, but there's I'm saying like, be more. Like, yeah, like fun. Aliens sound scary to me. I think there's aliens already here, girl. What do you, you? Okay. Did you see the article? I thought of you. I thought of you when I read this article about the octopus. No. Did you see that? I octopus didn't. will, they, they will just punch fish just to fucking punch them. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I knew you this is stuffed spirit animal. Like, and you'll see the video. It's like a fish swims by and the octopus just fucking punches the fish. Like, get the fuck out of my face. 
I truly think an octopus probably is already an alien. It's just maybe I was an octopus in a past life. Maybe. I don't know. It'd be interesting to do that past life regression. I think I probably was a man in my past life. Just because I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, anything, right? Huh? You could be anything, right? Yeah. Like a turtle or a fish. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll hopefully we'll have good news by next week. And um, if the aliens come, they're going to come to save us. That's, yeah, I hope that's they're amazing. nice aliens. It's like I eight. know. Maybe they're all like super sexy. They don't have to be like these gray, crazy looking things. Like, okay, what if I'm going to just say I want if aliens come, I want it to be ET, and then we can leave it at that. Oh, uh, eat no. Then I want Baby Yoda. That's not an alien. Baby Yoda is totally an alien. I don't know. It's all goblins. All right. We, all right. We'll we see will you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.